Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. There were two more murders 15 miles well, away. Arrived, the found the the we have a, a weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. In the age of computers and advanced technology, it's hard to believe that someone could just disappear off the face of the planet. On March 1st, 1976, a man murdered his entire family and has been on the lam ever since. So, how could a man for 44 years remain almost completely undetected? This is the story of William Bradford Bishop Jr. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. William Bradford Bishop Jr. was born on August 1st, 1936 in Pasadena, California. He was a bright kid who went on to earn his bachelor's degree from Yale and master's from Middlebury College and a second from UCLA. He married his high school sweetheart, Annette Weiss, after graduating Yale and the pair had three sons. Annette raised these boys as her husband joined the U.S. Army and spent four years in counterintelligence before moving on to the U.S. State Department, where he served in the Foreign Service and traveled overseas. Basically, this man had been a winner all of his life. He worked hard, got what he wanted, and had the golden life many dream of. Failure was not an option. By 1976, he was living in Bethesda, Maryland with his wife, three sons, and his mother, Lobelia. It was while living there that everything began to spiral very quickly. On March 1st, 1976, William learned he would not be receiving a promotion he thought he deserved. He told his secretary he didn't feel well and was going to be leaving the office early. He then drove to a bank, withdrew several hundred dollars, went to the mall and purchased a sledgehammer and a gas can, filled that can and the tank of his station wagon, and then drove to a hardware store where he purchased a shovel and a pitchfork. After his series of strange errands, he returned home that evening and killed his wife, then his mother, and finally his three sons as they slept in their room. The boys were just 5, 10, and 14 years old. He then drove the bodies about 275 miles away to a swamp area in North Carolina. The following day, he dug a hole and piled the bodies inside before dousing them with gasoline and setting them ablaze. He did all of this without attracting any attention. The smoke was detected that same day by the Scotia Fire Tower and the forest ranger on duty was sent to investigate. When he arrived, he was greeted with the grisly gravesite. He radioed for help, but the bodies could not be immediately identified. It wasn't until March 10th, when a neighbor contacted police, that anyone knew anything was amiss. The neighbor claimed that she had not seen the family in some time and asked police if they could perform a wellness check. Once inside, police found an empty home covered with blood, but with no bodies. 
Eventually, the dental records of the burned bodies were matched to that of the Bishop family, and thus began one of the longest-running unsolved mysteries in U.S. history. Because, to this day, no one knows where William Bradford Bishop is, meaning he has yet to pay for his crime. The last anyone could track William was on March 18th, when his station wagon was found abandoned on a campground in Elkmont, Tennessee, in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, about 400 miles from where he left his family's charred remains. Inside of the car were dog biscuits. He had taken the family dog with him after the murder. A bloody blanket, a shotgun, axe, shaving kit, and Bishop's medications. The spare tire well was full of blood. It was theorized that he simply joined a group of hikers on the Appalachian Trail, but when bloodhounds were sent on his trail, none could get a scent. He was, in his absence, indicted on five counts of first-degree murder, and police continued their search. The problem was, due to his job, he not only had a diplomatic passport, but he had experience with blending into a new area or culture. He had also had an intelligence training that helped him remain undetected. He has been sighted a number of times over the years in areas like Italy, Belgium, England, Finland, the Netherlands, Germany, Greece, Spain, Sweden, and Switzerland. Three claims are considered the most credible. In July of 1978, he was seen in a public park in Stockholm by a Swedish woman who collaborated with Bishop while on business in Ethiopia years prior. She did not contact the police because she was unaware of his wanted status in the U.S. The following year, he was spotted by a former colleague in a restroom in Sorrento, Italy. When he greeted Bishop, the man panicked and swiftly disappeared. He remained unseen until 1994 when a former neighbor saw a well-groomed bishop on a train platform in Basel, Switzerland. He was a few feet away and got into a car and drove off. And that's it. This is all we know about William Bradford Bishop and his whereabouts following the total annihilation of his family. It is speculated that he is living in plain sight and is keeping his nose clean to avoid arrest. In 2010, it was revealed that, just before the murders, Bishop communicated with a federal prison inmate named Albert Kenneth Bankston. And, though it is not known why, because Bankston passed away before he could be questioned, some assume he aided in coming up with the perfect plan to live life as a murderer undetected. William Bradford Bishop has appeared on television shows, on wanted posters, and on websites, all in hopes that the public can aid in his capture. Yet, Here we are in 2020, and William, now 83, is still on the lam. Not only do we not know where Bishop is, but with his absence, we are only left to speculate his motive for killing his wife, mother, and the children. Was a promotion really that important? Were there marital problems? Were they in trouble financially? Until the day that William Bradford Bishop is caught, which now seems unlikely, We may never know the answer to any of these burning questions. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on March 2nd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. 
Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.